We just figured it's worth maybe having a discussion about the greatest sportsman of all time, which is the, the classic barroom brawl or the barroom debate, you could well say. So uh, we're joined by, I'm joined by the two South African correspondents, our older and our newer correspondents, so Rhino and Matty, welcome aboard. Ready, yeah. Ready to throw our hats in the ring. Yeah, let's, let's so... I think it's, it's always a great debate in terms of what names you put out there and, and kind of, I guess, just more thinking about the elements that make a great sportsman and mm. arguing, you know, what's more important, what's least important, what are the types of things that you have to consider in the mix. So what we might do is a, a kind of a bit of a broader, a broader a round table discussion around, I guess, one at a time. What's, mm. what's the criteria that you're, um, that you're taking into account if you were coming up with the greatest sportsman of all time. Mm. All right. Well, I think we need to discuss firstly whether it's the greatest athlete or sportsman. And what's the... Di- what's Really the di- good point. Yeah, yeah, that's the first thing that comes to mind because there's great athletes and superhuman athletes. Yes. But then sport... Like, what is your definition so, of a sportsman? I, I was going to introduce a very similar point in that you can't talk about a lot of the the greats of whatever sport mm. without appreciating their athletic ability, which has mm. obviously been at different levels for different greats. Mm. Um, but sport involves athleticism okay. yeah. in most of its definition. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll rephrase this then. What would you rather talk about? I think athlete's probably more interesting discussion point, isn't it? Uh, I'd, I don't know, because it's the balance for me of... Yes, like you say, the athleticism and the freakish guys who you then said, ah, oh, but the mentality, the uh, the technical ability, the... The work ethic, the... The, yeah. the, uh, the performance under pressure, the all of those kinds of things that talk more broadly to... Mm. Well, mm. if you're going to say best sportsman, then there's a person element, not a body element there. Mm. And I mean, look, there's no arguments. It's Bo Jackson just for the yeah, record. Yeah. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew. <laughs> Mm. Is yeah, any any guy who can be a uh, a uh, all star in two sports, nearly qualify for the Olympics in running, nearly qualify for the Olympics in archery. It's I mean, just, yeah, no. you can't. You, and you know, basically ended his football career in a freak accident that should never have happened, but only happened because he was an athletic freak. Yeah, he was just too strong. You just can't. Yeah, I, it's I, I'm I always that's that's the first and last name I always throw up in mm. that discussion. So. And I love that because it's a lesser known one because it's, yeah. a lot of the time it's um, unfortunately... <coughs> it's Michael Jordan, it's, it's Don Bradman. It's, it's, yes. it's lent towards who's talked about most or who shouts loudest yeah. Mm. Yeah, and not the ones who just actually do what they do so bloody well. Well, mm. I think you mentioned Don Bradman. Yeah. I think the thing with Don Bradman that I always bring up is if you had to say, here's Bradman... And then the rest of the field is further back mm. than in any other sport. If you can name someone that was better in their field than Don Bradman. And this is where it becomes difficult because mm. you talk about him in field. Yeah. Uh, and we would say cricket is our first standpoint. Mm. The yeah. problem is that there's no doubt about it. He's the greatest batsman Ever. of all time. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily I mean, make the him the, be- the best cricketer. Mm. Uh, and that's tough because I don't want to take away from the legend. He is probably the legend mm. of the game. 
Mm. But that's now, because yeah. that's because runs are so easy to identify yeah. with. They're so yeah. easy. Yeah, to measure. and it does become an interesting discussion. Is is that if you if you're building a team from scratch, assuming you can port everybody in there, do you pick someone like Jack Callis, for instance, over Bradman every time? Because yeah. uh, as South African, yeah, yeah. 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 Jack Callis got some mind, but a Cigarfield Sobers yeah, also, yeah. Yeah. also considered yeah. greatest all rounder or thereabouts. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'd, for me, you'd probably say if you started with those three names, mm. you, it's yeah. irrelevant what you have for the other eight. You yeah, can't go wrong. but I would say if it was if it's an either-or thing, that, yeah. and that's part of the thing is is that yes, it's multifaceted. Cricket, cricket basically has three disciplines to it, and you're dealing with a guy who does two at best versus mm. somebody who does all three. Okay, mm. might not be as strong yeah. in. Those are in those two disciplines, but these is so markedly stronger in the third one. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can take other examples um, where you can talk about uh, in soccer or football, depending who's listening and where you are in the world. Um, yeah. mm. You can take something like that and go, oh, well, geez, uh, best player based on goals, this, but you completely forget about the defenders who made things look easy. Mm. Mm. but actually provided the foundation mm. for the others yeah. to do what they did. Mm. Um, midfielders who are really exciting, like a Lionel Messi. Um, but, yeah, what is he like on defence, actually? Mm. He might mm. work hard at it, but what, what's he actually doing at the other yeah. end? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, before and, I... And, I mean, team sports, it's always tricky because you're, you're mm. part of a, a broader puzzle. Yeah. So, mm. uh, so yeah... Kind of, I mean, look, it's okay for sports like cricket and baseball where a lot of the times it's a one-on-one interaction. Batsman to bowler or pitcher to batter. So you can isolate that component of the game, but for the team sports, it's a lot trickier, I think. So I think in terms of, if you're thinking about Greater sportsman, so mm-hmm. uh, we'll, we'll we'll deal with sportsman rather than athlete. Yeah, I agree. But it's yeah. a really good it's a really good question to ask because it's mm-hmm. very very easy to to mix the two up. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think we can agree. Could, from... I mean, well, you could argue, for instance, that Vince Vince Carter is a greater athlete than Michael Jordan. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that I would ever as, be saying that Vince Carter is a greater sportsman. All time. For me, what I take out of it is that. Um, I think we can all agree athleticism is a key part that we have to look at. Yeah. Yes. Um, because, again, somebody like a Bradman, you might look at and say, okay, yeah, you're standing in that one spot. Mm. Mm. Um, yes, there's a lot to appreciate in the patience, the technique, the, mm. um, you know, defining the strategy around what you do in that one spot. Uh, but you're not having to deal with the short-term fatigue that somebody who runs around yeah. also for a couple of hours on end Mm. and how they have to manage their patients in that context. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So, Matt, you're putting athleticism as part of the component there. So, mm. Ryan. I'll throw one of my criteria out as being having big match temperament. Mm. As mm. when the chips are down, whether you can rise and execute your skills, is yes. to me, is not above all, but at the end of the day, where you get remembered. Yeah, I think we talked about how big the MCG is and how lonely it must feel when you've taken that mark and then you've got to hit it yeah. in front of all those people. To me, that's another criteria. Or Roberto Baggio on the penalty spots yeah. in '94, yeah. or yeah. whoever it might be. Mm. You're yeah. dead right. Uh, one of my favourite mm. uh, soccer, obviously being one of my key passions. Um, one of my favourite strikers of all time. I can't put necessarily into even the greatest European striker of all time because Thierry Henry mm. um, when it came to real crunch games 
wasn't actually the same player he was no. over the course of the season that led Ooh, up to no. it. Now, I'd rather have him in my squad to get me to yeah, that yeah, point yeah, yeah. Yeah. to begin with. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, for all his uh, beautiful play and actual records yeah. in terms of goal scoring, it, it's hard to put him into that conversation mm. because it didn't happen in the, the kinds of finals it should have. Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Being, being able to execute these incredible skills yeah. Yeah. at an incredible level... Yeah, under incredible pressure is makes you an incredible sport. Whether it be real or inferred pressure. Yeah, yeah. The one that I'm going to throw in the mix as a starting point is accessibility of the sport. Mm. I think that if we're talking about um, s- certain sports, have a, a much narrower pool of people. So you know something something like soccer is a perfect example. Is is that it's pretty much universally played around the world. Yeah. So if you're the best in that particular sport, you I think it. it means a hell of a lot. It means a hell of a lot more to me than it does saying that you're the best at something like badminton, for instance, which yeah. is only played in a very few places. Mm. There's and you know I using agree. using an example, you know probably the ultimate example is if we consider the uh, the work of Usain in the membrane, Mr. Bolt. Mm. Anybody can run. Yeah. yeah. It just so happens that he runs faster and quicker than anybody has ever, ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, that a little bit, not that I want to take athletics completely away from a sport discussion, but it does come a little bit to mm. Ryan asking, are we talking about athletes yeah. or sportsmen? <clears throat> because athletics is so down to its core mm. um, about athleticism, funny enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> It's a little hard to then compare that to something, and this introduces yeah. one of my next criteria going around the table. Um, it it takes away a little bit of the technical ability that comes with other sports. Mm. Um, as much as you know, you can run fast, mm. along, far, whatever it is. Mm. Um, there's an element to, for example, mm. ball sports. Immediately, just are the mm. easiest example. Mm. Um, Ball sports require you to have a level of finesse while you're operating in in an Mm. athletic context. Mm. Uh, You're doing something fast, but you're also doing it very subtly. Mm. Like somebody who can sprint down a wing in soccer or, uh, you know, transition the court and then deftly Mm. finger roll Mm. a basketball into a hoop. Mm. It's very different to somebody who just has, (laughs) they've got one job. Yeah. Uh, stay in your lane so yeah, stay in your lane and run uh, <laughs> yeah. it's very different so as a segue uh, all respect to Mr. Bolt mm. as a segue if you're going to talk greatest sportsman there's got to be a technical component yeah. yeah technical proficiency well to add to the Bolt component since it's so recent and you know it's the only man I've seen stop the office to watch him run yeah. you think about how incredible that is mm. I think you have to give it to the guy to be bigger than your sport. Yes. I think, I think, that, you, and I think that a good part of that yeah. is, is it's just the name recognition. Yeah. Arguably one word name yeah. recognition as well. Mm. If I mm. said Usain, you know who I mean. If That's I say it. Jordan, you know who I mean. Tiger, you know who I mean. Messi, you know mm. who I mean. Yeah. It's superstardom. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, fair enough. Yeah. Then I think we've naturally moved quite well around the table, but... Uh, yeah. If so, then it moves to you again. Yes. Um, I, I, I kind of want to build on your technical element. Mm. Um, you know, I, I just I always talk about accessibility as a big thing because the size of the pool is actually really important. Mm. Um, 
but I think that I, the the argument that I had, the other argument that I have is in terms of a just building on the technical side of things, building on the size mm. of the pool, and building on your. I, I think I don't want to use the phrase dominance because that's mm. understating it, but it's actually. I, I think one of the things I think of in terms of dominance is how much better you are than the common man. Yeah. So it takes into account the technical mm. elements associated with what you're doing, but it also takes into account in many respects the complexity of the task. Yeah. So, you know, someone like Tiger Woods being mm. able to hit a golf ball 350 yards, mm. it's like the, there's only a select few people in the entire world that yeah. can actually do that because there's so many components to that task mm. and the common man can't get anywhere near that yeah. no matter how much they try. Mm. That's a good one. Yep. I think the the comparison to average part of it yes. is, is um, how big is that gap? I think that's quite key. Yep. For me, um, I've spoken about technicality uh, and I touched on it earlier with Don Bradman, but also um, I think to your ability to be a complete sportsman within your sport mm-hmm. um, complete in the facets of that sport is a huge part of it so somebody like a LeBron James people mm-hmm. can talk about him or a Magic Johnson in his era like playing all five positions on the court mm-hmm. um, able to do that but okay yeah particularly good at one mm-hmm. those are always mentioned as what geez where have we seen this before mm-hmm. talking to the all-rounders of cricket uh, yeah. I'm multifaceted in how I contribute to myself in individual sports or uh, the team in team sports. A Tiger Woods being terrible out of the bunkers Mm -hmm. uh, is a slight on his career, but also he didn't get himself into bunkers as often as others. So that becomes tough, but I'd rather have somebody who was good at everything than somebody who's at high risk of uh, losing out because they're not good at one part Mm. of the game. I yeah, think, see, I would argue that knowing your weaknesses and avoiding them is part of being a strength as well here. Yeah. So. Okay, good debate. <coughs> it's not. I don't. I don't disagree with the the premise. Mm. I guess the execution of the premise is where I mm. I differ slightly on that. If we find if you're so if you're so I mean it's yeah if you're so goddamn dominant at doing something to the point whereby you your weaknesses your your strengths are so strong that your weaknesses are kind of dissolved or irrelevant yeah. in the mix. I think that that's actually a really good, hey, that's a good flag for what we're talking about here. Mm-hmm. I think a point I'd like to make is we talk about being a good sportsman and I think an important part of that is being a good sport. I know that yeah. he gets thrown around to young kids, be a good sport. And my kind of example of that is Roger Federer when I say someone who carries themselves like a sportsman when I have to say, like, you want to win or lose, you want to do it like Roger Federer. So yeah. I think, I don't know if it's as high as athleticism, but I definitely yeah. think it's a component of it's, this discussion. It's role model for the sports in what yeah. you do. Yeah. If you defined their behavior yeah. as how you'd like that sports uh, practitioners to behave. Mm. I'm going to extend on that point mm. a little bit more. I think if you're in the argument for mm. the greatest sportsman of all time, you're bringing one thing to that sport that I may not have had before, and that's an audience. Yep. Yep. So, can you sell to the point? Yeah. yeah, to the point whereby people have to have to be able to see. Mm. I must see this guy. I have to go see Tiger Woods. Could I have to go bombs. see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that's a that's a really underrated component of it. It's that if you're bringing a yeah. crowd to it, 
it's it ties in well with your being beyond the sport in many yeah. respects, but yeah, being you know being d- dominant in basketball, mm. being dominant in tennis, being dominant in cricket, mm. very very different to being dominant in say billiards or squash yeah. or darts. Mm. Um, and whether I'll, you call them sports or not, it's a whole <laughs> other question. But I was going to raise it. Uh, probably later on in the in the conversation, but it's it's highly relevant now. I think there's how you carry yourself in what you do, which mm. I think is a key point. Mm. But very closely related is if you become that kind of celebrity as somebody, uh, because of what we've discussed, as somebody greatest sportsman of all time. Um, it's also what you do outside of it. Mm. Um, it's really turning the sport into a greater good than just the good of the sport itself. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm. So, I mean, yeah, football can, to your point earlier, Glenn, can be a great example of that uh, because of its wide-reaching benefits, because yeah. it's um, always been the, the kind of world's game, the people's game, the, the simple game that uh, mm. even the least privileged have access to. Mm. Um, so if you yeah. can then contribute and take it beyond the sport to a greater benefit, then that's got to count for something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I think that plays. A, that's a really interesting point when you talk about football or soccer, as we've said before. As you look at a... Because these guys that we're discussing have immense power and also immense notoriety, and that can drive people crazy. Mm. But then also you see guys that have been able to negate the difficult side of it, a Pele. Yeah. And then you see a Maradona... Mm. Probably equally talented, but then when you look back at kind of the impact they've had, and I hate to say the, I think it's the Spider-Man line, but um, with great responsibility, no, great great power power comes great responsibility, and I feel like some use it well and some don't. The Maradona Pele debate, I think, is best suited to another podcast. So so I I won't put that one to the side. But yeah, a great comparison on the topic, I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I think we've got yeah. I'm. I I can't I have no point to add for the moment. Yeah, I mean I'm in uh, I'm in pause mode for the time being as well. But it looks like uh, Maddie's got a few more he might want to uh, fire off at. Um, one of the ones for me, and it is a tough one because um, I do believe in the idea that not everybody is a leader, so it's not something mm. to be held against people. But yeah. I do think it's the the X plus one where you've got somebody who's so good at what they do. Yeah. And then in some way, shape or form, I don't want to exclude the people in individual sports, but in some way that they show leadership, they make the others better. They're either trying to lead the administration of their sports afterwards, or they're, they're trying to do something that, um, Goes beyond themselves. Mm. Can, yeah. Or or even leading the team itself. If it is a team sport, then it's, I think, Linear. It's a really good point. I'll, I'll, I'll just make a, uh, a point here, which is going to hate the Indian listeners, all two of them. <laughs> Sachin Tendulkar gets marked down a couple of levels for me for this very reason, mm. is that he never really took the captaincy on for yeah. India. Brian Lara to a certain extent as well. Mm. Is that I think that you should have to wear, if you're, I mean, look, it's all good and well to wear the responsibility of the team on your shoulders, but with the additional captaincy side to the top, it's a it's a whole other level. Yeah. And you know, I don't think Ricky Ponting is in their natural ability class. The guys that I just talked about, but I'll hold him in a, in a higher at a higher level. Mm. Wasn't a great captain necessarily, but performed exceptionally well 
and we as we a player yeah. with the with that C. Yeah, yeah. And I think for me, um, extending it beyond the formal uh, designations of leadership, and now mm, that we are yeah. talking team sports, I think it's fine if you never wore the armband or you never got the um, the C next to your name on the team sheet, whatever it is. Mm. Um, if you demonstrate that you've done something to bring others to a higher level through what yeah. you've done yeah. and fantastic and it, for me i would count in the modern era uh, one of my favorite examples is what differentiates a messi from a ronaldo mm. I, I i have so much respect for ronaldo and he's a actual great example of the outside of sport mm. benefit to other people and mm. not many people know about that but um you look at how he performs on the pitch and it's very much how do i impact myself on this game so that mm. we can win mm. um, he still wants the team to win but it's how do I do this Messi has a almost um, psychic ability to make the best out of the others around him mm. yeah. he leads by offering people opportunities by moving into positions mm. that create opportunities for others and that for me is the differentiator mm. facilitating the action rather than being the focus of the action yeah. Messi yeah. could very easily say just give me the ball all the time because I am that, that good, good. Yeah. but instead he looks to use his ability to bring mm. the best out of others at the same time mm. and I would say not ever given uh, ever is the wrong word but uh, you don't think of Messi as a Barcelona captain mm. but without a doubt he's the frontline leader yeah. Mm. Yep. Um, and there's other sporting examples. That's the easiest one that comes to mind. Yeah. Um, maybe just to finish off my list, because I think uh, they've either all been mentioned or I brought them up. Um, there's an element of longevity to this, uh-huh. um, but it's the ability not only to yeah. have a long career, but at the later stages of your career, turn back the clock. Yeah. Um, somebody like mm. a Jack Nicholas within golf, they yeah. often talked yeah. about. This guy's actually verging on the senior PGA Tour. And he's competing. He's, he's in his last mm. year, and he's pulled off a shot that literally nobody in mm. the prime of their career can pull off. Mm. Uh, the ability to just do it that every now and then still, when you're considered past it. Yeah. I think you... I'll, I'll add to that point, or probably more to the point, jump off that point. In terms of thinking about their career as well and their longevity, I think that the length of their peak... Mm. is actually a really important consideration yeah. as well. Is it, you know, using basketball as an analogy, if you're, if you're able to sustain your level of play for a decade mm. plus relevant to your competitors, mm. that's pretty goddamn impressive. I mean, you look at somebody like Kelly Slater in surfing, which yeah. is a young, you know, a young man's game, and he's been, you know, he's been winning. He's won in three different decades. Yeah, yeah. Um, Duncan. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the Tim Duncan, is, yeah, as we mentioned briefly before, that type of thing, it's it's all of those mm. those types of things that you consider as part of that process as well. Mm. If you if you're able to to maintain your peak, and I think as a secondary thing to that, is it's the the recognition. If you're able to recognise, adjust, and adapt when your skills have declined past that peak and still be effective, mm. I think that that's a really important element Actually, as well. Actually, I I'll change. I'll completely. Um capitulate on the points I made it's it's more so your ability to adapt to yeah. the physical changes that you're going yeah. to undergo yeah. Yeah. Um, and work out what's important in mm. that regard a mm. uh, better example for that point is somebody like a Zidane 
Yeah. Um, Zizu. <laughs> who, who could very easily have tried to do the same uh, driven thing that he did uh, in his younger years, but rather said, okay, it's very easy for me to understand the game through my experience and slow it down, mm. pull off the same beautiful tricks only when I need to, mm. and otherwise be the smart distributor. Yeah. Mm. And I think, yeah, using the basketball analogy, Tim Duncan is a yes. perfect example yeah. of that. Is yeah, I know I know what it takes to win, and I will do what I need to do to help us win. Mm. But I'm going to do it in the context of our team structure, recognizing that my role isn't as significant as it used to be, mm. and I'm happy with that. Yeah, I think I've got one more point to add, and I think this is kind of a nice to have rather than a defining characteristics. But if we were going to say who's going to be top dog or not, someone when you watch them, it almost they're, they're a joy to watch, if you know what I mean. Yep. They play the game with flair and a passion that like, is second to none. I think of kind of two golfing examples. It's probably Seve Ballesteros. Mm. Mm. When you watch him play, it's a joy. Like it's, you know, I don't know how to... I will with tie, a flair I'll and tie like something a, into that and in that there's something that comes mm. with that that mm. makes, makes it look easy when yeah. it's... I was going to yeah. say, yeah. I was actually yeah. going to jump on that as well and talk about the alien test, mm. which is the common thing that they talk about, which is, <laughs> is if you're sitting there and you're watching, you, you're watching mm. all these people playing, you've, you've kind of come yeah. down as an alien, you're sitting and watching all these people execute, the alien within a couple of minutes watching all these people can sit there and clearly know who the best player is. Yeah. Mm. That's right. That guy's clearly better than everyone else. Yeah, yeah. he's just so much better. Yeah. And, the ability and, to stand out, I suppose. Yeah. And I guess, like, going back to the point of, like, a joy to watch, like, when you mm. think about a Jacques Callas cover drive... Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's something that is incredibly difficult, the ball coming at mm. you 135, Plus, yeah, yeah, to maybe 150, and the guy flat bats you through the covers with yeah. not an ounce of sweat on his brow. I mean, it's, yeah. always, it's the, the Australian argument... It's the, the Australian argument for this is the Wall Brothers... Mm. Which was that? There's no question that Mark was the more elegant player. Yeah. But let me tell you something. If you'd you'd want Steve Batten for your life, I was going to say that. Yeah. And maybe that's another point: is that you mm. need to have that grit and that competitive. I think you you touched yeah. on that earlier with the. It's not just the big match temperament. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's probably more temperament that holds consistently. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm. it's discipline. Uh, the consistency yeah. of delivering it, whatever the context. Yeah. yeah. I think the War Brothers are a perfect point and a, like yeah. a case study for that. Yeah. Is that you're Amazingly bat- that they're twins too yeah, because yeah. they're so different. But yeah. And if you, if you, when you say bat for your life, you mean yeah. it though. And you yeah. almost think under the pressure he'd do better. Yeah. And yeah. if he was injured, he might do better as well because mm. he has that... Mm. Yeah. Backed into a corner perform the, mentality. Yeah. He's got the bit of mud in him. Yeah. Mm. Oh, I think that's... Um, it's a tough one. Yeah. Just to summarise all of that, um, we could try and go bullet point by bullet point. It's probably yeah. uh, more enjoyable okay, as yeah. a playing discussion. It's, it's a tough thing. Yeah. I mean, just, just for the purposes of discussion here, maybe what we'll do is we'll do a quick roundtable, come up with five names that cool. we feel um, yeah. that we feel kind of encapsulate that. So it's, 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 always, it's always a tricky one. Because um, we've talked about a lot of things. I'll... I'll start by by mentioning the name that I already mentioned. I think that if you 
if nobody else in your sport's won more than three world championships and you've won 11 and counting, mm. you're well yeah. and truly in the mix. So I think that, you know, you, you can't underestimate what Kelly Slade has been able to yeah. do over his career. Yep. So he's going to be one, he's one of my five. A quick, a quick question on that. I don't, I don't easily um, mm. discount it or argue against it, but talking to the accessibility of the sport... Yeah, you, that's that's you probably what one. counts against him. It's you just can the make, size of the you pool. You can make, yeah, you can make. There's certainly <laughs> the size of the pool in the yeah, sea. <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, you, yes, you can certainly make that argument. There's no, there's no question of that. But at some point, the dominance kind of overrides that. Yep. Yeah. yeah, and I, I think he, you've, you've got to, If you're having this discussion, he's well and truly in the room. So, yeah, he might not be my number one pick, but to start the discussion, I think he's a good point to start at. Yeah. So. And then I think I'm going to go with Roger Federer. Yeah. Given the record, given that he's a gentleman, given that that backhand is a thing of beauty. <laughs> it is. It is actually incredible to watch him hit a backhand. Like you, something so difficult. He, re- I, he actually reintroduced the one-hand backhand. It, yeah. was, it was accepted in tennis yeah. that you must have a double-handed backhand until he came onto the yeah. scene. Mm. So Roger Federer for, and a class act. Yeah. And, yeah. Cu- and a little bit South African as well. Just to, <laughs> just to, just to, you just had to drop that. Bit, like, it's a tiny bit. Just, just, just kind of <laughs> drop that grenade in at the end there. So he gets a he gets he an gets honorable a mention. mention. For you. Yeah, Matt. Um, the the obvious one to me, um, having had discussions about it before, is Pele. Yeah. Mm. For the size of the pool, like we were talking yeah. about earlier mm. on. Um, to then have, like you were also saying about uh, just the recorded mm. successes, to have three World Cups having played four mm. yeah. talks to the longevity of the career from yeah. 16 through to 30, oh, I even forget when that yeah. ended. Mm. Um, the only thing against him is the length of time in Brazil and how long it was competitive during his era. Mm. Um, for that local goal-scoring record, but the goal-scoring record is there. Yeah. Mm. Um, there's also, for me, as probably the last super key point, um, what he's done for the sport as a name that transcends the biggest mm. geographical sport. Yep. Mm. Um, what he's done for black sportsmen, recognised in an era where people weren't used to that. Mm. He made it comfortable um, mm. for people to enjoy black sportsmen. Yeah. And he also took on, in Brazil... Um, genuine department of sport uh, responsibilities trying to improve the game after he finished mm-hmm. so there's the outer sport contribution as well yeah I think my job is to throw the randoms up but I don't think this guy's overly random I think it's fitting we use the phrase size of the pool when we're talking about Michael Phelps oh, oh very good um, how can you argue with all those gold medals how can you argue with a guy who's won eight gold medals in an Olympics I mean that's just insane and he's had, single, yeah. Yeah, and he's had a 12-year career yeah. in a sport where you're generally lucky if you have, you know, four to six. Mm. And he's still, you know, still performing at a very high level at age 31 at a similar level to what he was when he first breaks into the scene. Mm. Very, hard to, very hard to argue against him. Mm. So Michael Phelps is uh, my well, second one that I'm putting forward. I really like that one. Um, I'm going to throw in, and it's a difficult one. We were talking about um, 
We were talking about previously about putting bums on seats. And I know he couldn't do it in his sport because there's not a lot of seats when you watch him. But Tiger Woods, mm. to me, is... And you talk about a guy that had that intensity. And he made golf cool. I think Ooh, people forget yeah. that. You know, he, the red shirt, the Tiger Sunday, like, that and, to me yeah. made golf... In, and uh, forgive yeah. the, recognition, uh, the repetition yeah. of the point black golfer when yeah. it was so previously a white elite yeah. sport for him yeah. to do that is amazing and I mean when, it, when yeah. I talk about audience mm. as one of my criteria mm. like Tiger jumps straight up mm. onto the list with regards to that because yeah he bought that sport and he, audience yeah. all you've got to do is look at the, the prize money differences between when he first started and to the yeah. level that they're at yeah. now, the, the the growth in those figures is insane. He's yeah. an excellent choice. Yeah, he's not necessarily the only choice in that sport, but based on the criteria that we've talked about, he's yeah. an excellent choice. If it's to me now, um, I think it would be crazy not to mention somebody like a Michael Jordan. <laughs> yeah, um, the athletes, the the success in terms of rings, the transcendence. Era, yeah, the era that he defined and then mm. the brand that he became and he's also gone on to do good stuff. Yeah. Um he's not just the moneymaker, he's no one's ever really described him as an outright arsehole. Mm. Um <laughs> some. Some um some of his ex teammates more not yeah. Yeah. Um, he played the role he was asked to play. Yeah. Um and yeah, to become uh, mm. the definition of the sport for his era, for many people, yeah. um, it has to be taken into account. Yeah, mm. no. Uh, Jordan was going to be my next pick. I've, I've tried to go a little bit obscure, but it, you, you get to the point where you just kind of have to put the obvious guys in. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, look, I'm, I know one of the things that I guess we, uh, we hadn't really discussed as part of our mix, but it's actually quite an important mix. And I'll, I'm putting a name forward irrespective of the fact that this wasn't necessarily the case. I think the level of the competition that you face is actually a really important consideration when we're talking mm. about greatest sportsman of all time, yes. as I'm thinking about my list. And I'm actually going to put a name forward that probably hasn't faced the, the supreme level of competition, but I'm sorry. In the, I think, look, when it comes to Bradman, the numbers just don't lie. Mm. And whilst you can debate the Bradman versus Callis versus Sobers versus mm. all of these guys... You know, ninety nine point nine four. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. It is, and not knowing enough—I'll uh, admit my ignorance—not knowing enough about the bowlers he faced at the time or anything yeah. like that. Um, well, I would—I would actually say. I'm just going to say another another element, I guess, that is important that we haven't taken into account, which is a big tick for Bradman, is is if, if teams have to de- teams or opposition have to develop a strategy which is mm. borderline against illegal, the rules. Yeah. To combat your successfulness or your effectiveness, or the or the the sport that you play has to make mm. changes to the way that the game is played because of your dominance. Mm. I consider oh. that to be a pretty a pretty big and important it, guy too. Him so. for cricket with the body line series yeah. and the bouncer yeah. rule as it now stands, similar well, to Pele and introducing well, the carding rule. It's more the leg the leg side theory mm. is that you know two men behind square. Mm. <laughs> I mean, that's a big tick for Bradman. It is. And I think that, you know, there are are actually important considerations that I should have had at top of mind that we've kind of let slide through to here now. My only thing about the rule change thing is is that it does um, naturally 
boost players from older eras because rules in sports are always going to develop over time. Yeah. It's worth mentioning, but I, I don't... I mean, I'm just going to say, I, yeah. I don't necessarily agree with that. It's not always the case. I think that the, the relaxing of... Um, well, more the calling of hand-checking in the NBA has completely changed the last 15 years of that league to, to the smaller guy actually has a greater level of dominance now than he would have had 15, 20 years okay. ago. Yeah. Steph, Steph Curry would have... Would, would I think Steph Curry, although he's such a great shooter, I think that defences would have been allowed to be a lot more physical with Steph, as the even more so than Cleveland were mm. in the last series. And I think that they would have actually been able to mitigate some of his strengths. So it's not always the case that that's that it works to the advantage of the um, to the, of the older player, so to speak. Mm. Mm. Okay, no, that's a really good point. Um, only because it's relevant to the Bradman thing. I yeah. I do want to put Cullis in the mix. Um, mm. I would. I debated with myself over Cullis versus Sobers, um, but I think in particular the era that Cullis played in, mm. um, and who he was yeah. facing, yeah. who he got out, who he caught out across the field. Yes, I took your point earlier that um, completeness across the sports disciplines isn't necessarily a defining criteria, but in cricket, for me, mm. um, you can. It's very easy to divide it into halves. Yeah. Mm. There's in bat and there's not in bat, and for somebody to be able to do both halves or all mm. thirds, if you want to think of it mm. that way, in cricket has a higher impact, and he has that. Mm. Mm. Yeah, cricket. Cricket's a funny sport in terms of. I, I mean, we've we've had the debate about NBA and you know mm. comparing across times. Cricket's one of the few sports where I think that there's advantages and disadvantages when you think about history that almost cancel each other out. Mm. Is that, you know, the the smaller grounds, the the better technology, the better training and all these things that these guys have as, as you know, advantages over the old guys is kind of compensated by, I guess, greater analytical knowledge and expertise of those mm. individuals. So it's much yeah. easier to build strategies to get these guys out. Mm. Yeah. The flip side, are, so you know, that's a disadvantage that they have. The other thing that someone like Bradman had also had to play with is, is sticky wicket. Yeah, is that that's not something that the, the 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 newer guys have had to deal with. So you could argue that his numbers would be even greater still if he didn't have to play on sticky wickets. Mm. Mm. But as I say, I, I always feel that these things kind of cancel each other out. Bradman didn't play as didn't play against all the countries, didn't play in all the countries, which is one thing that you could argue. Mm. You can count against him, but Sticky Wicket certainly mm. can theoretically counteract that. All right. I'm going to bring up, I guess it might be a can of worms, it might not, but I have LeBron James pretty high up for a couple reasons. One being, <coughs> as a kid, I always used to have this argument with my sister and said, if we had to take one person from our country and let them represent us in a multifaceted games, whether it be a cricket, there'd be a basketball, there'd be a running you'd build someone that looked like LeBron James. Mm. He's 6'8", he can use both hands, he's back to the point where he's subtle, but can also run down and throw it down on you as hard as anyone ever has. Mm. And then also brings that mental side of it where he understands the game and could play all five positions mentally. Mm. He has the processing ability to go, okay, if I was centre, this is the most logical place to go. So, he's in my top five easily. Mm. I think it's difficult to say he's not. And I, I welcome all arguments. I, it's only in... 
the era that he's grown his career that yeah. talking about him as all time people struggle with that mm. Mm. Um, but I they, think he, they don't break it apart I also think that you know he benefits from not having played against the bad boy Pistons or yeah. the uh, yeah. or the New York Knicks as Someone's well someone's going to throw him down in yeah that's face. right it's yeah. the you know the it's not like every time he drives the lane, he's worried that he's going to end up on his ass. Yeah, so I'll pay that. It's it's an interesting it's an interesting side um, to to that. That's mm. I mean it's it doesn't diminish what he's done or what he can do because your point about him being like the prototypical athlete mm. um, is is spot on. Mm. Is that he you know he was apparently very good NF, um, NFL gridiron player. player. Yeah. He's apparently a very good baseballer as well. Yeah. Um, you could you could easily see him being great at long jump, at high jump, yeah. you know, all of these things, even something like weightlifting. Yeah. I could imagine imagine what LeBron would be like if you put him on a soccer field. Yeah. Um, as a goalkeeper, I always yeah. think is just the, the reflexes. Or even as, the a, size, even as a striker, yeah. I mean. Um, Certainly nothing in between those two positions. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, all of those types of things. My my next name is a little bit controversial because it's he's arguably not even the greatest in his sport of all time, but the whole trans the, the whole transcending sport thing comes in here. The one name recognition comes in here as well. Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That was a bad miss. Um, yeah. No, that's a good call. He did transcend, and he died recently, obviously, and that yeah. was a, a massive deal for a lot of people. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I mean, kind of the he's he's <laughs> almost the prototypical example of the guy who just couldn't give give it away. Mm. Is that he probably fought two or three years longer than perhaps he yeah. should have. He was actually compete in the sport at that time. It was actually pretty competitive. There were some some high end superweight, some uh, big rigs, <laughs> yeah, some super heavyweight boxers during that time. And yeah, he his performance, you know. Mm. And once again, transcending the sport, bringing it to the sport, mm. making a political stand, all of the mm. things that we've talked about with this in terms of being recognised, respected. Yeah. He's, he, he's almost a cunt. Like, as I said, he might not necessarily be the greatest boxer pound for pound for all time, but I'll tell you what, I think he's the greatest, greatest boxer in terms of... Sporting. Sporting, yeah, yeah of all time. I, yeah. I think another thing with Muhammad Ali is that the way other sports people developed their mentality based on what he said. Yeah. You have to say the amount of people that quote Muhammad Ali or look at him as a reference point or a guiding... Yeah. And his, yeah. his out-of-ring contributions yeah. may have been controversial, but they did actually advance mm. consciousness. They, they, yeah. they tested the political sphere when boxing really shouldn't... But didn't even be doing yeah, that. Yeah, someone who gets yeah. hit on the head all the time shouldn't be yeah. telling me what um, to do. And yeah. yet his his impact went beyond that. Yeah. Um, oh, he, yeah. He was yeah. as big a character as he was a good boxer. Mm. Um, for me, also throwing something a little out of left field because it's uh, maybe not to what everybody would follow, but much as it pains me that he's not South African, a Richie McCaw has to be looked at. Yeah, in um, terms of a leader. In terms of leadership and in terms of leadership within a, a team of, uh, I'll give them fully all credit, a team of good leaders, mm. um, to bring them all together, some massive egos mm. in, all right, not the most egotistical sport, but bring them all together and be the first team to win back-to-back -back rugby World Cups. Mm. Um, in a sport where jeepers, if you're still playing 
in your early 30s, you're doing pretty well. Yeah. Mm. Um, the longevity of his career, the recognition he's had since early to last, or from early to last, um, and doing that in a forward position, which is quite complete athletically. Mm. Mm-hmm. Strength, endurance, all of the works. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got it. He's he's the kind of rugby player where you look at it and you go, it's, it's really hard not to talk about him as... Um, one of the greats of his sport and beyond that with the athleticism the contribution the leadership the mentality discipline Mm. delivering in hard circumstances that full balance um, very hard not to throw him in the hat Mm. Mm. I've got a quick spanner to throw in interesting to see if we can come up with an answers but the criteria we've given Easily transfer, like transfer to sports women. Is yeah, there anyone? Yes. Is there anyone you could name off top of head that fits in as kind of the fifth member of our four, or even if you feel that they could succeed, some that I guess it's different because the I guess women's sport in the public sphere has not been as prevalent. Mm. And it hasn't got the airtime. But is there anyone that immediately stands out as the best sports woman ever? I forget her name, so Glenn can maybe educate me here, but there is an Australian woman who does come to mind, and let me first qualify this with, I look forward to when we've got the length of history of women's sport being recognized the way it should. Um, Mm. I look forward to when there's been that length of uh, professionals that we can really say uh, had the full same rights of competition had the full recognition of their contributions that we've got mm. more comparisons to make uh, but there is I'm, no get, I'm going to be even more controversial and say if we're talking about the level of competition oh. is that well, yeah. you know you have the I mean using the whole argument of Serena Williams saying that she felt she could beat anybody in the top 200 mm. playing a guy who was in the top 200 who beat a 6-2 yeah um well, it's tricky because you can only compete against who you compete against. Yeah. Um, I think that if we're talking about special... I think that if it's a woman's specialist sport, then, yeah, I think you can start making that argument because mm. it's within the things. And, look, you know, maybe, you know, maybe some of the surfers, women's surfers could... Could theoretically compete on a, on a level a playing, playing field. It's hard, to, it's hard for me to answer if, that. If we're going to mention Serena, then yeah. I think more importantly for me, because it does uh, speak to the growth of women's sport more generally, Billie Jean King deserves a shitload of credit. Oh, I think Steffi Graf deserves it. And the Brad Lover, they're all, you're gonna throw, they're all yeah. in there. But yeah. Billie Jean King took on the gender debate, yeah. and she made a bloody good fight of it. She raised the consciousness of it, and she was good in her own era at the same time. Mm. Yeah, it, it, I think it's tricky. It's, mm. I, I've deliberately steered away from that discussion. Yeah, it's a difficult one yeah. to have. Oh, yeah. It's a good I, topic I think, to introduce. You know, and I think, I think the name that Matt's trying to think of is Heather Mackay, mm-hmm. who mm. I, I think she didn't lose a squash game for like 10 years. <laughs> um, which is, you know, it, it doesn't matter bad. whatever you're doing or whatever you're talking about. That's pretty damn impressive. Mm. Uh, the thing, as I say, I just think it's one of these things that it's 
look, I'm not saying that it's women's fault. And and to be perfectly honest, there's certain sports that I enjoy watching females females play more so than men. Something like basketball is actually a really good example of this yeah. point. Is that the the women can't necessarily do it by natural ability. Yeah. So their technical proficiency. They have to be yeah more proficient from a technical perspective, which makes the game a lot more nuanced. Yeah. Which for me actually makes it a bit more enjoyable. So yeah. rather than ability, we're talking the athleticism behind things like dunking. And yeah. Yeah. I yeah. think that that's what makes it, and I think that that in terms of having the discussion, as much as the the women's withers might hate me saying that. The problem that they have is, is that I think that there are certainly women who hit their athletic mm. peak in terms of they cannot physically get anything more out of their body than they can. Mm. The problem is is that that peak is unfortunately a bit lower than the male peak. Yeah. yeah. So if, we, if you're talking about competition, I mean, all you can do is excel in the competition that you're up against. And I was... You know, I was why I was fascinated with Michelle Wee trying to play on the men's the tour, tour in golf. Yeah, I was going to use yeah. that exact guy. Um, Daddy Kirkpatrick competing in the mm. in the um, IndyCar racing and the NASCARs. I, it's great to see that, and you know, I'd love to see more of it. Uh, it's but when we're talking greatest of all time, it's tough to it's tough to find an example that really jumps out at you and says that person can do it. Yeah. Um, all right, so on your point, Brian, I think only because the stage has not actually been set as properly as we'd have liked to to include women on this list, mm. um, only mm. because the opportunity is growing. Mm. And like I say, I, I look forward to when they've had the opportunity to have the same level of comparison to their peers. Yeah, I, um, and I think that, you know... We've but I think we should carry on We, we should carry on keeping it to the men for now. And I think, yeah. that it, I think that it's actually really interesting that we jumped immediately to tennis because it's probably the only sport in the world where it's, arg- where it's argued that, in terms of exposure anyway, <laughs> yeah. that they are seen to be on an evil, even keel with the men. Mm. Mm. So it... it Golf, the argument golf is... Golf or tennis, yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, golf, not so much in a sponsorship say, yeah, slash yeah. viewership. But, yeah. yeah. And I think that that's part of the challenge is that there's, there's people who have probably dominated women's sports who we just we don't just know, don't know about. about. And, yeah. yeah. We're not qualified. Yeah. <laughs> We're literally yeah. not qualified. Yeah. And, more, and more's the pity that it's not out in the open as it should be. Mm. Um, so, yeah. Sorry, Ryan, having introduced that point. Yes. Um... <laughs> Your next thanks, contribution. Thanks for throwing the spanner into the works. <laughs> That's a good spanner. Yeah, it's yeah, it's a it's a worthwhile discussion point. But yeah, as I say, it's just it's a tricky one mm. because yeah, for every argument that you could put forward, unfortunately, there's an easy there's a, there's, an easy there's, always a there's an unfortunately and always an easy counter. Well, to jump back into my <laughs> list, someone we haven't mentioned yet, I'm going to throw in Usain Bolt. Yep, and I think it's difficult to argue. Why? <laughs> Why not? Mm. You know, the fastest man in history, record, well, recorded. Yeah. yeah, and and I guess we were talking about someone who transcends his sport or mm. plays it with flair. Yeah. Somehow he runs with flair. Mm. You know, when you Which think about how ridiculous in that itself. is, yeah. how the man can literally smile when he's got time. He only has ten seconds to execute, but he still finds time to be a superstar. In that is ridiculous. Mm. Yeah. The, fast, the, the fastest man alive is also the most charismatic one. 
I was going to say, <laughs> the thing about that is... I was going to say, one thing that I really love about Bolt is, is that it's blatantly obvious that he loves what he does. Yeah. Mm. It's, he oozes it. He yeah. oozes confidence. And superstardom. Mm. And I think, I don't know that it's necessarily a criteria. I'll just mention this as to his and others we've mentioned before. Uh, to their credit, it's the ability to inspire mm. others to take part in the yeah. sport. Yeah. yeah. Um, the kind of guy who makes somebody want to kick a ball or hit a ball or yeah. run faster whatever it might be if you inspire the kids yeah. to take part that's got to be to your credit yep yeah um i'm ready to, we're ready to the final five aren't we off uh, uh, i know i put four forward so yeah um, i put four forward as well uh i think i've played four yeah yeah, yeah we would answer the final four actually um Clayton, your next comment? My last, my fifth and last selection. I'm oh, sorry, I've got to throw Sobers in there. Yep. Mm. The guy batted one through six. Mm. He could open the bowling. He could bowl both kinds of spin. And swing. Swing, spin, quick. Apparently an exceptional fielder as well. Mm. First uh, man in recorded history to hit six sixes, sixes. in a row. Yep. yep. The six sixes of Swansea, as they were known. Yes, um, I just think yeah. For the if for the reasons that we're putting Callis forward, I think you've got to put Sobers forward. My argument would be I would pick Sobers over Callis. I, it was a tough one for me. So, Highly biased, like yeah. It's a tough one for me from an no. area perspective, but I don't I don't discount the argument. Yeah, yeah. and I mean they they still talk about Sobers over here in a in a Australia versus rest of the world match hitting 258 almost in a session yeah um, is that he could be uh, the most destructive batsman at any point in time the, the you know all the elements that make a great cricketer this guy had yeah. so um, he's my he's my final one so I'm locking in so Garfield Sobers Ryan Oh, and, and just for the record, I'm pretty happy with the five that I've picked. I think I've, got to, I've gone with a, a, a lot of diversity. Yeah, no, you've covered a good few sports there. Mm. Mm. I think I'm going to throw in Jack Nicholas. Yeah. For, we've mentioned Tiger Woods and we've agreed that he's comfortably in it. But you want to talk about someone who did it with class? Yeah. Who did it... And he lost with class. The amount of times he came second in a major and still came back the next year and but won it. Yeah. But still holds the record yeah. around total majors in, yeah. in that context. Yeah. And yeah, and it's, it's amazing when you think about Nicholas because at the midpoint of Tiger's career, everybody thought it was just a given that he'd run that record down. Yeah. Um, and the fact that he's, there's no question that he was playing, he was. Mm. Tiger's peak was a lot more dominant than Nicholas's peak, but yeah. Nicholas has been able to sustain his peak for much longer. The longevity. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah, it's, um, you know, winning majors in his 40s. Mm. It's, uh, yeah. He, he, was, uh, he was definitely one mm. of the ones who I was contemplating for my last one, so I'm glad he's been picked up in the discussion. Yeah. Um, and Nicholas was on my list uh, as well, so there's overlap, but... <laughs> To round things off, I think if we're going to mention Federer, not for the same reasons, mm. I feel the need to mention Sampras. Mm. Um, in terms of things won and in terms of the competition he faced to continue winning mm. in that regard, in terms of how he's actually directly 
influenced other people's careers. Mm. I provided coaching advice in a non-official capacity in, in many cases. Um, mm. Sampras is a, is a key figure within his sport that you can't discount. I, I think the great thing with tennis is you get to view these guys one-on-one in the cauldron with the close-up on their face. Mm. Mm. And so there's so many characters. Like you think, you think Borg. Yeah. You think Becker. These guys are all sportsmen. Yeah. But McEnroe, Connors, Slava. Yeah. The, the, yeah. The, I guess the insight you get into these characters is second to none. Maybe golf. Mm. You kind of see it, but they're kind of hidden behind hats. But Golf yeah. has a lot more poker face than the emotion of tennis. Yeah. Because yeah. they have to. Yeah. Mm. Um, I think we've said any notable... Oh, people we've oh there's probably hundreds. I, I know, as, soon, yeah, as, as yeah. soon as you go home, you'll be like, that's the yeah. person I've missed. But now, I, I think it would be hard to argue that that is a good list. Mm. And if you had to put your, you had to say one above all others, just Ooh. if I if I pick the one of my five, uh, it's easy for me personally to say Pele. Yeah. I'll, I'll say Woods, which not of, easily. Of your five? So I have to pick from my four. Well, if you've you got know, a, if you've know. got a six that you think supersedes anyone you've mentioned, see, like I, for the reasons you're picking Woods, I'd pick Jordan. Yeah. Um. Because it's yeah, it, it was yeah. If it was my five, I'd pick Ali. Yeah. But yeah, I, I would. Mm. I think Jordan. Uh, he, for for the same reasons, tra- kind of transcended the sport there for a while. You know the. The expansion of the sport was almost directly tied to yeah. his dominance. Mm. Yep. Um, all right, so as a quick recap, I've been taking notes down. Uh, Glenn and Ryan, tell me where I've missed oh, anybody. Well, I had Kelly Slater, Michael Phelps, Don Bradman, Muhammad Ali, and Sir Garfield Sobers. Whereas uh, I had a Pele, Callis, Jordan, Richie McCaw, and Pete Sampras. I had Woods, Jordan, Nicholas, Federer, Bolt. All by one name. I'll tell you what. Yeah. You, uh, you'd be pretty happy with any of those five, wouldn't you? Yeah. So. Well, right. there you go. That was an interesting, insightful exercise. So, uh, hopefully you got as much enjoyment out of listening to as that we as we did. had in creating it. So, until next time, later, Horsen. <laughs>